I don't know when music died, but it was sick for a long time. Music used to really slap. I wanna go back. Music was better. Was better. Was better. Was better. Music was better. The podcast! Hello everyone and welcome to... Music was better. The podcast where we talk about your favorite songs and the YouTube commenters who like them even more. My name is Vince. My name is Sammers. This is the podcast. Yeah, welcome. Uh, we got a big one today. We're going back to March 21st, 1992. Hey, happy spring equinox. Uh, 30 years prior to today. <laughs> Wait. Prior to yesterday. <laughs> the week of. So, the week is March 21st, 1992. The number one movie in America is Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. Rated R. The number one show in America is Roseanne. Oh, man. Roseanne. 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 That's it, right? Yeah. And the number one and number two song, that's what we're going to be covering this week. But first, we're going to flip the script a little bit. Huh? Because I got a game. Okay, so the game is called They Don't Make Music Like This Anymore. Are you ready? What, what, what do I do? I'm just... going to ask you questions and... Oh, so it's just make Sam look like a dumbass the game. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so what I did was I searched the uh, popular social media website, Twitter, mm, verified okay. users. Okay. For the term, make music like this anymore. <laughs> uh, the reason this came up is because just this past week, uh, March 15th, Cardi B tweeted... They don't make music like this anymore with a clip of a music video from this band. Was it A, Nirvana, B, My Chemical Romance, C, TLC, or D, Whitney Houston? I'm going to say B, My Chemical Romance, because I feel like that's the least likely that you would put as an option. That is correct. Cardi yeah. <laughs> B said that. Uh, they don't make music about this anymore. And she was talking about My Chemical Romance. Was it the Black Parade? I'm, uh, I'm when a- I was a young boy, my father took me into the city. That wasn't it, no. Oh. MCR. Which, if I had to say a type of music that they still make, I would say it's music like that. Like, it's not, uh... it's not, as, po- it's not as popular, but... There's plenty of bands. Name a, ba- name a band. Name I'm one. saying it's not as name popular. Name a band. Get out of here. <laughs> I can't. I have to do this podcast with you. In 2016, Ava DuVarnay said, Gosh, I want to make a music movie. They don't make them like this anymore. What's she talking about? A. Ray. B. High School Musical. <laughs> C. Purple Rain. Or D. Once. I don't know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hope it's not that one. Um, I, w- I want it to be High School Musical. Is that your answer? Yeah. Uh, the answer is Purple Rain. Uh, 
should have known. And you know what? They really don't. They really don't make movies like that anymore. No, they don't. Come on, Andre 3000. Okay, this version is slightly less famous. Brett Hall, a journalist for Wavy News, no idea, <laughs> posted a video of two old people dancing and wrote, No, they don't dance like this anymore. But to the Beach Boy... Oh, shit, I said the Beach Boys. I'm going to guess Beach Boys. <laughs> well, never mind. I'm going to move on. <laughs> okay, next one. WWE wrestler MVP tweeted in 2010, Anybody dig blank? Listening to blank right now on the car radio. Seems like no one makes music like this anymore. SMH. What song and artist was he referring to? A. Ventura Highway by America. B. Poison by Boys to Men. C. Baby Come Back by Player. Or D. The Joker by Steve Miller Band. Mmm. I'm, I'm gonna say C. The answer is The Joker by Nuh-uh! Steve Miller Band. No! WWE no! He says. No! Anybody dig Steve Miller Band? Listening to the Joker right now on the car radio. <laughs> Only like everybody when they're 15. Seriously. So disappointing. Hey, some people call me Maurice. <laughs> Maurice, valuable player <laughs> for MVP. Yeah. Okay, this is a double, double celeb, double celebrity on this one. Huh? Tyler Perry in 2015 tweeted. Why don't they make music like this anymore? Man! Arsenio Hall then replied, Church! <laughs> Were they talking about A, Queen, B, Stevie Wonder, C, James Taylor, or D, Outkast? Um... B. Correct. The answer is Stevie Wonder. Good job, correct. So that's a uh, one. Church! One out of three right. I got the no, first one right. No, two out of four I got the right. First one right. Okay, and the last question this one's for all the points. <laughs> Michael Thompson, two time NBA champion and the father of Clay Thompson. Oh. Tweeted in a reply Yeah, it's a classic, Chris. They don't make music like this anymore. Sad. What song was he talking about? Was it A. September by Earth, Wind, and Fire? B. Out of Touch by Hall and Oates? C. I Feel for You by Shaka Khan? Or D. Winds of Change by the Scorpions? Uh. D? That is correct! (laughs) Winds of Change. I would say you win the game, so congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. So now let's just get into the number one and number two songs of March 22nd, 1992. 30 years ago today. Save the Best for Last was the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 on March 22nd, 1992, and it would remain on top for the next four weeks. It was the third single off Vanessa Williams' second studio album, The Comfort Zone. (laughs) That's a great album name. (laughs) 
people are always like step outside your comfort zone. She's like, no, I'm staying right in it. Yeah, this is my comfort zone. Like some people want to step into the twilight zone. No, give me to the <laughs> comfort zone. She's ahead of her time. Yeah, that's very modern. Everyone's yeah, like so self care. I want to ask, like, do you have any memory or thoughts about this song? Save the best for last. Somehow I know it, but like I don't know how. You know, I know the the tune. Yeah. It's I mean it's a very popular song, so but but I wouldn't be able to tell you the name of the song or the singer until now. <laughs> <laughs> For me this is probably like a classic like riding the bus song. Where it's like all the girls on the bus are like, Yeah, we love this song, we're crying and I'm like Me too. Me the, <laughs> no, me and the boys are like, Oh, I wish they would play another song. Off of the comfort zone. <laughs> yeah. I wish they play her second single off the comfort zone. Uh, bedtime story. I prefer Vanessa Williams' earlier work. <laughs> hey, don't you re- don't you really? Oh boy! Oh wait boy, till we oh get boy. wait till we oh get boy, there. Oh boy! It was nominated for the Grammy Award for Song of the Year and Record of the Year in 1993, losing to Eric Clapton's "Tears in Heaven" in both categories. Sorry, Vanessa, you should have killed your child in order to win a Grammy. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, they say at the Oscars, like, if a woman shows her breasts, like, she can win the Oscar. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, it's like, some people say that's why Halle Berry got her Oscar. That's one example. Well, that's rude. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, on to your. But, like, you have to kill your kid to win a, to win a, <laughs> to win a Grammy. That's my Would comparison. you know my name if I saw you in heaven? No, he, no, the kid won it. And if they did know your name, it would have been Dad. <laughs> dad Clapton. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, par- allegedly. This is a, this is a parody of human emotions. A play I wrote four years ago. Uh, the song is a ballad about a young female admirer of a single man. Who stands by and watches as the object of her desires goes through years of dating before he finally unexpectedly decides to initiate a relationship with the singer. The song had a special meaning for Vanessa as she recovered from a scandal where she was stripped of her Miss America crown. So this song came out in 1992. Okay, yeah. The scandal that uh, is referenced here happened in 1984. Eight years later. So I guess we can't fully talk about the song unless we get into, like, Ooh. Vanessa's, like, thoughts. Why does she feel this way, you know? Yeah. Okay. Williams was the first African-American recipient of the Miss America title when she was crowned Miss America 1984 in September 1983. Well, first of all, that's a little confusing. <laughs> 1984. She was crowned. Oh, wait. It's like the election. Yeah. Are you Okay. Yeah. Several weeks before the end of her reign, however... A scandal arose when Penthouse Magazine bought and published unauthorized nude photographs of her. After learning that Penthouse would be publishing these photos, the Miss America organization responded by giving William 72 hours to resign. What is it, like a a hostage negotiation? Yeah. Yeah, What's going to happen in 72 hours? Yeah. Williams formally announced her decision at a press conference held on July 23, 1984. The title subsequently went to the first runner-up, Miss New Jersey Suzette Charles, who served out the final seven weeks of Williams' reign. 
cool, Suzette. You gotta be Miss America for seven weeks. I guess seven more than I got to be. (laughs) Williams had signed a model release form when the photos were taken. But at the time, she was assured by photographer Tom Chiapel that she would be the only one to see them and that she would not be identifiable in the photographs. Penhouse published the photos in September 1984 issue, and it was the most successful issue ever, making a profit of $14 million. So so she worked for this... Sketchy photographer. As a model, and he's like, hey, like, I want to... Show your to- boobies. I want to take these photos of shadows, of booby shadows. Oh, they're booby shadows. Like that, I, I mean, that must be what he was looking for. Okay. And then, but he's like, don't worry, it's going to be so dark. But you have to sign this. But you still have to sign the release. Mm-hmm. So like, what a creep. Yeah, and she didn't, she didn't fucking make a dollar from it. Yeah, that's, so. what a creep. Absolute creep. And the Miss America organization is like, um, we're not even going to hear your side of the story. You just have to resign. Right. Miss America is strictly no boobs allowed. Look in my eyes. No boobs. Also like 1984, so, you know, there's a lot going on, George Orwell style, you know. Big Brother is. Big Brother was watching. Looking at the boobies. And and they were not happy. Yeah. Williams went from being America's darling to a national disgrace. Hey, guess what, y'all? Cancel culture, it ain't a new thing, (laughs) you know? Used to be canceled for having boobs. That's crazy. The singer has said that the scandal set her career back about 10 years. I mean, eight. Yeah. I guess in like the 80s to 90s, eight years felt like 10 years. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Save the Best for Last was written by the songwriting team of John Lind, Wendy Waldman, and Phil Goldston. Phil (laughs) Goldston. Phil (laughs) Goldston. How do you say this name? That sounds right. The song was not intended for Williams, and the artist they shopped it to turned it down. But when Vanessa Williams heard the demo, she told her record company that it was the song she'd been waiting for her whole life. The song was her whole story. I think she's probably just like, this is going to be a number one hit. Yeah. So let's just say, like let's just say it's about my life. The snow comes down in June. Like, that is so poetic. Williams returned to the Miss America stage on September 13, 2015, where she served as head judge for the Miss America 2016. After her performance, former Miss America CEO Sam Haskell issued a public apology to Williams. However, her replacement Suzette Charles stated on Inside Edition that she, Suzette, was perplexed over the apology and suggested that it was given for the purpose of ratings. Shut the fuck up, Suzette. Yeah, what a, talk about sour grapes, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, you got it on a technicality, and then they're like, hey, you know, that technicality was bullshit. Such a Jersey move. Hey, I'm sorry you are never, like, a guest star on Law & Order, Suzette Charles. <laughs> yeah, suck it. In 2014, Alexandra Ship sang the song in the Lifetime television film Aaliyah, the Princess of R&B, okay. a biographical film about R&B star Aaliyah. Whom Ship portrays in the film. Although Aaliyah never covered the song herself. I know that's totally insane. <laughs> like, imagine if in um, the Queen movie, if they were just like covering an Elvis song. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, we never did this, but we just, we just kind of <laughs> like this song, so we thought we'd play it. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> Ow! Wait, that just sounds like Elvis. Uh, singing how Queen would sing it. Are you a hound dog? 
Easy, easy come, easy go. Jailhouse Rock Blues. He <laughs> <laughs> makes like three Elvis songs in one. And that's all these really know. Save the Best for Last was the biggest success of Williams' career. It finished as the fourth biggest Billboard hit of 1992 and was named by ASCAP as the song of the year. The album, The Comfort Zone, sold over 3 million copies in the U.S., being certified three times platinum. Wow. Congratulations. I guess I guess she knew ahead of time that it encapsulated her whole story. And the male gaze is public opinion. So that's what we know, what we've learned about Save the Best for Last, the number one song of March 1992. But yeah. what do the commenters have to say? Let's find out what the YTC have to say. YouTube comment. <laughs> okay. Better be. I missed when I was a kid and it was the 90s. My mom and dad really liked this song. And now both of them are gone. <laughs> I heard this song in the supermarket the other day. And it all came flooding back to me. Great song. <laughs> Oh, no. Note to self, if you see someone sobbing in the supermarket, do not do not approach. She's just like disengage. Going to the supermarket, like, oh, I need some more chicken broth. And Sometimes then she's like you And she's like, Oh my god, my parents are dead! Oh my god! It's all coming back to me. And they used to fuck to this song. Sorry, that's how I read the comment. Uh obviously. That's I thought that was clear. <laughs> That was a voice sorry, modifier. Sorry, sorry for your loss. <laughs> Better be sorry. Akashic Star Collage. Not sure what any of that means. <laughs> uh, but that's their username. And they said, I remember days when this song would play on the radio during the evenings when it first came out. The sunset that lit the deep blue evening sky. Cool weather and storms to come. Oh. Romantic days of the 90s when life was so innocent. <laughs> That's a book I want to read. Look, I'm looking forward to the new romance novel from Akashic Star Collage. Yeah, this song played on the radio, but only when the sunset, the sun was going down, when the, it was going to storm. And cool. And, and romantic days of the 90s, when life was so innocent. 711 likes. So Bane. Of course. I was born into the darkness. <laughs> Should I try to read it in a vein? Yes, please, 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 please. Uh, I don't know why, but when <laughs> I hear this music, I feel like everything will be okay. And it reminds me of better times. You sound like Grover! <laughs> um, it sounded right in my head. It does sound <laughs> Wow, who knew the, like, that one Batman movie where Bane is... Night, uh, Bane rises. Uh, you should have just played yeah. Save the Best for Last, and Bane would have been like, everything will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't have to blow up a football field or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like people on a, on the boat or something. Oh, man. Terrible. Hey, really? every Batman movie, really dark. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good job. Uh, TJ Mancini, this is a fresh comment. Mancini. One month ago, God as a little kid. I remember this song. Oh, he's playing. 
Wait, you said God has a little kid. There's no comma. <laughs> this is <laughs> that was gross. How you didn't cut that off? That was pretty funny. <laughs> Keep going. God, as a little kid, I remember this song always playing. I was ten then, and now I'm forty. I liked it as a kid. I love it as an adult. A beautiful woman with a beautiful voice singing a truly beautiful song. Truly a beautiful experience upon the scene. Do you think it's beautiful? Hey, think of another word. Oh my god. Okay. I think it says Kino Sultan. I think that's what it says. Uh, five years ago, Vanessa replied back to me on her official fan page. Love you more. After I complimented her work on her career and her devout faith, my heart melted on that December 2016. Wow. I felt her love in those words. <laughs> hey, guess what, dude? That's an intern. That was an intern. Yeah, I felt her love in those words. Those three, love you more. <laughs> Not even I. I love you more. Oh, sorry, man. I'm guessing. The, I'm guessing you wrote "I love you" and they wrote "Love you more." Yeah, but that wasn't directed at I you. I love you, Vanessa. My heart melted on that December 2016. <sighs> this is like, hey, look up parasocial relationship. That's that's the definition. Yeah. Uh, this one I really like. This one. Okay. Chaku says zero percent nudity, zero percent violence. 0% vulgarity, 100% talent. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Of the music video, of I Of the guess. music video, but like, I mean, there's like a small percentage of nudity in yeah. William's career. And a lot of violence, let me tell you. Oh, jeez. I love how they edited it. What do you think they edited? <laughs> I think they added uh, exclamation points to tell. Oh, yeah. It has 6,000 Or maybe they likes. had like 5% nudity. They're like, nah. Yeah, they're like, nah. I can't calculate how much of her body I saw nude. There's no nudity. Let's read the next comment. This is okay. a very fresh one. Just a week ago, Joseph Sanchez. This song will always remind me of my childhood. I'm 40, and to this day... I will always cry hearing the life we live, the paths we take, to know God loves us, no matter what we have, the memories of a childhood, to make us feel at home in the evil world. Thank you, God, for all you do. Excuse me? Are those lyrics? <laughs> God is a woman. I did my best to read it as written. There's not a single... There's not a single comment. Comma. <laughs> There's not a single comma, period. Exclamation point, question mark, or anything in there. So This song, popular among 40-year-olds. Yeah. Why know. do you think I picked it? I was 10. I'm 40 now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess, uh, is Vanessa Williams like a big uh, Christian? Uh, that's what Christian I'm kind of gathering. Like, uh, there was one about, yeah, on her career and her devout faith. And maybe God is saving the best for last? I don't know. I will always cry hearing the life we live, the past we take. Is that a lyric in the to song? To know God loves us no matter... No, I just think, why are you crying? Like, why are they commenting that on that? Yeah, it's not like... This will always remind me of my childhood. <laughs> I'm 40, and to this day, I will always cry hearing the life with the love we pass we take. What's a religious song? Go tell <laughs> That's what I was going to say. 
It's like, hey, this isn't go tell on a mountain. You don't have to cry every time you hear it. It's not, Joseph, whatever you're going through, it's okay. Go pray more. It's, yeah. It's not working so far, but maybe if you do it some more, it'll, it'll work. Anyway, let's move on to Mike Anderson. Ooh, he's on the crotch racket. He's on a crash He's on a crash racket in his photo. Ooh. Uh, guess what? This podcast straight out of Wisconsin, if you didn't know. Uh, this takes me back to my high school days when Celine Dion, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, and Vanessa Williams were cranking out the hits. I didn't have a care in the world back then. How the times have changed. <laughs> oh, now he's so stressed out. <laughs> Being for a scratch racket. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the note on this thing. Bleep. <laughs> uh, Bleep77. That's the user that's the username of this commenter. Who says, This song makes me feel nostalgic for the early nineties. Beautiful song from a beautiful time in my life. Back when the world seemed wonderful and filled with hope. I long for that time. Man, how time flies. <laughs> oh my god! All these comments are like, oh, I'm gonna be dead soon. <laughs> my life fucking sucks. I wish I was in high school. Hey, do you wanna know why they're like that? What? Because music was, was bad. Plug <laughs> <laughs> in the podcast that you're listening to during an episode that you're listening to of the podcast. Cha-ching! <laughs> Giordan Paco this music makes me a literal child when I hear this. What? I can imagine my mom in her 20s beautiful. <laughs> can eat anything, can do anything, can sing, can travel, and can go anywhere. Unlike now, oh, how it's so nice to go back in time being a little kid and enjoying things without worrying about money and being adult. Um. That's... I mean, you're not a literal child, but based on the comment, like, maybe they are. Yeah, like, did they go back in time and write this? Did they have a time machine? So nice being a little kid. Yeah, go back in time being a little kid. Also, like, I imagine my mom in her 20s, beautiful, can eat anything, can do anything, can sing, can travel, can go. Yeah, but they Is that, that about their mom? Yeah, their mom could eat anything. <laughs> wow, she could eat a table. <laughs> It sounds like you got like a weird uh, relationship. You're like, oh, it's hot. Yeah, and she could eat her anything. In her twenties, she could eat anything, and she wouldn't gain a pound. In her twenties, beautiful. <laughs> okay, J Art, Jart, <laughs> Jart. When you fart in your jeans. <laughs> okay. Okay. J Art, Jart. It's so sad we'll no longer have mega hits with this type of ballad these days. Oh, how music had evolved. <laughs> Gone are the days of powerful love songs and love ballads. Um, say just like last episode, have you ever heard Watermelon Sugar? Yeah. Do you even listen to Harry Styles' Jart? Yeah, Jart! <laughs> this is going to be our go-to whenever, whenever someone jart. complains about... No good song. Yeah. Um, do you know Harry Styles? <laughs> Lost in Timeline. Hey, <laughs> like me on Twitter, you know Whoa. what I'm saying. Tell me about it. This song brings so many memories. I remember I couldn't find the album that time it came out because it was sold out. I taped the song from the radio and watched it on MTV before I go to school. 
I was in high school. Thankfully, I found it two years later <laughs> at a record store. Until this day, I like looking at it. LOL. <laughs> I hope she makes another comeback with a song as powerful as this one. Wow. Yeah. How do you tape it off the radio and watch it on TV? I definitely used to tape songs off the radio when I was young. I know. I was just being But yeah, like, the way they said it, it's like they taped it and watched it. Taping things on the radio was so cool. And like, when the DJ would talk over the intro of the song, you'd be like, fucking shut up, Rob. Yep. I remember to this day them talking over, um, fuck, what's my favorite song called? Here comes the hot stepper. <laughs> like at the at the beginning, it was like nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Like and here, tears. Here comes the hot stepper. <laughs> like, shut the fuck the up, carnival. The carnival. <laughs> the carnival. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like. I also like how lost in timeline. Till this day, I like looking at it. They just like looking at their record. They just like looking not at it. not listening to it. That's nice. Uh, Ash Jack. <laughs> Ash Jack. Not ass, not ass Jack. Ash Jock. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> Vanessa sure is a legend, especially now since she made Save the Best for Last in 1991, which was 30 years ago, and that's the year I was born. <laughs> I love it when people do that. Like, <laughs> hey. All about song, me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this song might have come out in that year. But hey, did you guys know I was born in? Yeah. Was, that's the year I was born in? Uh, just going to put that at the end of the mic drop. Vanessa Williams may have been the first uh, victim of cancel culture and lost her whole career for almost a decade just because she posts nude photos. Yeah, and then have them stolen from her and posted without her permission. But I was born this year, so yeah. it's all good. Did you, did, did you all know? Did you all know I was born in And that was 30 years ago. Uh, and finally, we have Fico. <laughs> Fico. Maybe Fico? First and foremost, this is one of my favorite all-time songs. It reminds me of my first love. She was extremely beautiful. I wish her well wherever she is. I killed her. <laughs> I would play this song when she was around. Now I must say, Miss Vanessa Williams is one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen in my life. Those eyes are so captivating. <laughs> I will pay just to have an interview, just to look at those calming eyes. I am a huge fan. Still have this and all her albums. You will pay? pay to have an interview? <laughs> wow. Psycho, more like stalker. More role. like psycho. Oh, <laughs> it was right there. It was right, right, in, front of me. Was was right, right there. in front of me. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Sorry, Psycho. Great. Comment. So Vanessa Williams had the number one song, March 21st, 1982. The number two song belonged to Mr. Biggs, To Be With You. The song had been at number one for the previous three weeks before Vanessa Williams arrived. And they topped the charts in 11 other countries, including Australia, Canada, Germany, and New Zealand. So, Mr. Biggs, be with you. I mean, whenever I say the title of the song, I want to say, Mr. Biggs, just to be the next to be with you. 
Was Japan one of those countries? They were huge in Japan. Yeah, big in big in Japan. Big in Mr. Big in Japan. Do you know the song? To Be With You? Yeah, do you know it? I do. Do you have any memories of it? I always, it, for some reason, it was like always hard to search like in early internet days. Okay. Like you would search like, I'm the one who wants to be with you and like nothing would come up. You would just find like love letters and that people something. posted online? <laughs> Something called like Mr. Big would show up and you'd be like, this is fucking can't be it. Mr. Big, that's definitely a karaoke channel. <laughs> I definitely know this song, but I don't um, remember the first time I heard it. But this is kind of like, so I was like probably 10 years old when this came out. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely like, yeah, it's a love song, but I like it. You know, <laughs> there's always like that song in every generation where it's yeah. like, all the bros are like, I don't usually listen to love songs, but I like this one. Yeah, I like this one, I do. That was me, a big a big bro at 10 years old. <laughs> I, I just picture it. you looking, you looking like Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't usually listen to love songs, but when I do, it's Mr. Big. Yep. Just to be the next to be with you. This song, though, it wasn't the first single from their album. The song called Green Tinted 60s Mind was To Be With You was only issued as a single after radio stations started playing it from the album. I, I love when that happens. The song To Be With You uh, was written and composed by Eric Martin during his teen years with guitarist Paul Gilbert contributing to its mel- melodic... <laughs> Melodic arrangements. Why can't I say that word? Melodic uh, arrangements later on. Isn't it funny that he wrote this as a teen? Eric Martin. Oh, I'm thinking of Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Is that his he wrote, No, he wrote this song and... And she bang. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's crazy. Uh, writing credit is also given to David Graham... A songwriter working for the label at the time. The lyrics were inspired by a girl Eric Martin knew when he was younger. Her name was Patricia Reynolds. And Martin had it bad for her. Oh my god, Patty Reynolds. Hello. Hello. Quote, we were really, really good friends. Quote, I was totally enamored with this woman. She was beautiful. Smart. I mean, brains. Beauty. Break down the walls, made me crawl on my belly like a reptile. Okay, you're a teenager. <laughs> Calm down, you you hornball. Wait, she's a Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Break down the walls. <laughs> Wait, what is a Kool-Aid? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am, Patricia Reynolds. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this quote goes on. Jesus. I just love this woman, but she just wanted to be my friend. She'd have tons of boyfriends, and maybe she misconstrued promiscuity for love. Jeez, way to, like, fucking slut shamer. But I wanted to be the knight in shining armor. That's what I was. A knight in shining armor. But basically, I didn't get my feet wet. Or anything else. You didn't get anything wet. I wrote it about how I would have done anything to just be more than a friend and a confidant. Oh, jeez. So this song is like the origins of the friend zone and like feeling (laughs) heard about it. 
Grow up, Eric. Grow up, Eric. By the time he put the song together, Eric Martin knew that he and Patricia were not meant to be. The song was placed last on the album. We didn't think of it as a hit. Mr. Big bass player Billy Sheehan told Song Facts, quote, we just love the song, so when we did it, we put it last on the record, thinking, the record's over, the credits are running, this would be the final goodbye by the campfire at the end of the record, everybody roast your marshmallows and sing along. It's <laughs> <laughs> a specific thing to ask. Very specific. Or think that people are going to, like, was your title of your album uh songs for campfires <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> culminating in a s'mores roast it's like it's like if this album when it came out like a little bit later they were like Can we put this one on there because we knew we wanted to be on mtv unplugged one day yeah <laughs> you know but like this was just like yeah maybe if you're by the campfire we can oh, yeah, eat roast like, marshmallows yeah you clean on the acoustics i'm gonna learn guitar and next time we go camping i'm gonna play this Ugh, please don't so that's what, um... These songs kind of have similar history. Yeah, they're both, like, kind of about, like, unrequited love. Yeah. So, like, that must have been a real big thing in 92. A lot of a lot of friend zone going on. Yeah, they, did, they didn't have a term for it yet. That's why they had to, like, write four-minute songs about it. Just to be... Let's make a mashup. Just to be the next Sometimes the snow comes down. Wow, you... Fuck that up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought we were just both singing. Okay, do your matchup. Never mind. Aww. Let's just get to the comments. Okay, let's get to the comments. We gotta find out what these people think of this I gotta song. hear what the people think. Apex Predator. What? Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> I can't out of nowhere. My daughter was born today at 1.17 p.m. And this song was playing as she came out. I'm in hospital now. She's hours old and I'm listening to the song. Thank you, God, for blessing me and making my wife and daughter okay. God bless all of you. <laughs> what the fuck was this song playing at the hospital? Do they play it? Does the hospital, like, play music in a room when you're giving birth? Uh, when I gave Just, like, birth, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And then, it, like, it must just be on a loop, because they're playing it hours later, too. Yeah. You're, like, in labor. They're like, hey, let me get the aux cord. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Uh, playing Smooth Jans 97.7 or something? Like, do you think the Apex Predator was like, uh, hey... Honey, honey, listen, it's our song. This will be the next to be with you. She's like, shut the fuck up! I hate you, Apex! I can't believe my daughter's gonna name be named Betty Predator! <laughs> Betty Predator. God bless all of you. Okay, Leland Tuttle. Commenter Leland Tuttle. Every second, every aspect, absolutely flawless. Expressions, mannerisms, tone, cohesion, instrumentals, vocals, set, hair, etc. LOL. <laughs> what magic is this? Nothing. Nothing. 
before or since has or will equal this performance or even come near it. And it seems as though they came together and did it on a whim. <laughs> uh, no, they, he wrote it when he was a teenager. He wrote it when he was a teenager. Come on, and he man. sat on it for like 15 years. Come on, Leland. Wow. I mean, they had a thesaurus nearby. I mean, this is like, need to be more dramatic. Please be a little more dramatic. Leland. Regina Falange. I think it's Falange. Isn't that a thing from Friends? Regina Falange. A thing from Friends. (laughs) (laughs) It is so easy to fall in love with Eric Martin. Aside from his amazing voice, he is physically gorgeous. His hair is majestic. I know, Ricky Martin's amazing. I uh, got bad news. Ricky Martin is gay. <laughs> Sorry, Regina. No, we watched the music video before we uh, recorded this episode. Yeah. That's one thing I said. I was like, the, I think he's you said, definitely I think you said he has singer. an amazing voice. He is physically gorgeous. His, His hair, hair is majestic. majestic. Oh, that's like your exact words. That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Anyway, Regina, let's uh, continue. Okay. <laughs> Chris. Chris D says, So I was at work yesterday at Columbia Sports. <laughs> Store was filled with people, mostly foreigners. Oh my god. No. This song, this came over in store, Steep. And everyone sang it word for word. Oh. The music from these guys touch people all over the world. What a gift these guys are. R.I.P. Pat. <laughs> oh, no. Is that a member of the band? I think so, yeah. Like, why do you guys say that? Mostly this, foreigners. Yeah. It's only five months ago. We don't say foreigners anymore, you weirdo. Yeah. Plus, like, the pandemic. They couldn't be. People from foreign countries couldn't be traveling here anyway. You're a fucking liar, Christy. Yeah, there's probably just, like, uh, Asian-Americans who live in his town. Yeah, he's like, like, tons of foreigners in here. And when everyone stopped and sang this song, I knew world peace. (laughs) This should be on that Reddit. (laughs) I knew world peace. (laughs) It should be on that Reddit. What's it called? That that, happened? That happened? That happened, yeah. Like, sure. Okay, let's get to uh, the next comment. From Rhonda Bland. (laughs) If I was a I was just a stripper. That would be my name. <laughs> Rhonda Bland. And, make, and you'd make no tips. I wouldn't. I'd just stand up there like, hey, guys. Yeah, no dancing. <laughs> no. This song would no be, the song would be like this song. <laughs> Rhonda Bland. Give it up for Rhonda Bland. And it's like polite clapping. <laughs> be on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. <laughs> Uh, Rhonda Bland says, Gosh, why don't people sing like this anymore? Such beautiful harmony and melody. Aww. Rhonda, have you ever heard of Mary Styles? <laughs> uh, Tiffany Baxter. Ah! Memory overload. Those were the days. Memory overload. Her her uh, SIM card is full. <laughs> her, her what? <laughs> her memory card? What do yeah, you call it? Her ram? Her ram is full. She got ram. <laughs> she got ram ranch. 
<laughs> That's next week's episode. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, so this is a new, brand new comment section. The non-English comment of the week. Mm. So this is from Daphne Rosa. Uh, writing in Portuguese. And I use Google Translate, so... We know word for word is correct, because Google Translate never fails. Thank you, robots. That is correct. Eric Martin sings too much. What a pity. (laughs) What a pity the band did not have the recognition that it deserves. I was tempted to seek the networks of him and not here. In short, what a dirty voice. (laughs) A scratchy voice that I love. Oh! scratchy voice that I love. That's like um, guys when their girlfriends are <laughs> sick and they're like, oh, talk more to me, babe. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just because they love the deep voice that their girlfriend has. Like, yeah, they're just like, they're like, oh, you sound like a man. I wish I was yeah. with one. <laughs> People have told me I have kind of a deep voice. Yeah, you don't. Are you sure about that? Oh my god, that's so sexy. <laughs> Hello, little girl! The broken heart can't be that bad! <laughs> what the fuck? That's scratchy, boys. This is off the, this is off the rail. Okay, okay, okay. Let's get back to the comments. Come on, Richard Hudson. Richard Hudson. This, from two years ago, so. This song jams 29 years later. This is what you call good music. Just instruments and good singing. <laughs> what most music is. Instruments and or singing. <laughs> One of the two. Lemieux 66. Huh? It's a hockey player. He's number 66? Yep. His name Mario? Yep. Cool. When I was younger, maybe this is him. Maybe this is Mario Lemieux. Yeah. I, I'm just going to assume. Mario Lemieux wrote one month ago. Uh, when I was younger at my home in the weekends, this song was played a lot in the radio. Amazing memory. <laughs> Still is played a lot in the radio. It really is. It is. Uh, yeah. I hear it more now than I did in 92. I don't remember 92, but I definitely hear it a lot now. You said you remember 92. You were like a 10-year-old bro. You're like, I don't I don't usually like love songs, but when I do, it's Mr. Big. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tyler Halloran wrote an essay. My parents loved this song when they were together and frequently had debates whether the lead was a lady. (laughs) I don't even think that's like even, that's not even a discussion. It's pretty clearly a guy. Well, okay, if you would hear it on the radio, there was no way for you to look it up. I can hear the Adam's apple in the radio. Maybe, okay, but here's a confusing thing. Well, I guess their name was Mr. Big, so my argument isn't good. Oh, Mr. Exactly. But like, when the bare naked ladies come out, I truly did not know whether it was women or men. Okay. I'm like, why are their names bare naked ladies? And one time it was on the radio. Please? Are you posting your L's on One time, because I only have L's. <laughs> one time, my friend was playing in the car, and the radio DJ was like, and that was the bare naked lady. And I, like, half joking, half not, I was like, oh, bare naked ladies, but they sound like guys. And everyone just laughed. And I was like, no, really, I want someone to tell me if they're guys. <laughs> and no one did. I think I had to, like, 
find out years later when I first got the internet, like, are the bare naked ladies? <laughs> got- well, actually, I just searched bare naked ladies and then I got in trouble. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's been one week. It's been five years since Sam knew of this band was a guy's or a girl's. <laughs> Okay. I'm still not sure. Yeah, let's go back to Tyler. Let's go back okay, to Tyler. Okay, Tyler Halloran. Tyler's parents frequently had debates whether the lead was a lady. And eventually, they met the bassist and asked him, to which my mother, embarrassed, had to co- const that my father was right. <laughs> what is that supposed to be? What's Concede. That Concede. <laughs> so the mom thought it was a lady? The mom thought it was a lady. And, and she they had met to the con- bassist Hey, is that is that a uh, person in your band? What's their gender? <laughs> Fucking tell us what their gender is. <laughs> wow! Like, uh, and that's and that's just the afterthought. Like, they met the bassist, but the main thought is my mother and Barris had a const that my father was right. Yeah. Const. Jesus, const, conch, like a conch shell. Tyler continues. Although I don't have memory of them being together or even them being pleasant to each other, this song has a nice story to it, and I'll forever love this song. And even though my father had passed eight years ago, I always cherished the drives we had listening to this song and getting to know the person he was rather than the person I was told he was. What the you fuck? You contradicted yourself like eight times in this comment. The parents were together, and the mom was like, Yeah, but then the mom says- was like, the mom is a Karen, and she's like, the singer? That's a that's a woman. And the dad's like, no, it's not. And then they get divorced over it. Yeah. And then, and then, then Tyler has no memory of them being together or ever being pleasant to each other. So, yeah, like, Tyler's probably like, mom, tell me about my dad. And, yeah, and one time. One time he said that the singer of Mr. Big was a guy. And I said, no, it's a woman. Oh, no. So I divorced his ass, and then I killed him. <laughs> After you could listen to this song in the car with him. It's very, yeah. Sorry, Tyler. Tyler, uh, go to therapy. Yeah. Okay, we have another comment here uh, from Isabel Casamassimo. Eric, you are a great idol since I was 10 years old. Now I'm 40 and you seem to have changed nothing, lol. (laughs) Is that a dig? <laughs> Thirty years have passed, and um, you've changed nothing. It's like when I returned to my hometown. I've been here in thirty years, and you guys are all the same bar. Oh, I thought you were meaning they said that about you. Well, I left. You did, but they're always like, "Do you still work at such and such?" <laughs> you still work at this restaurant right next door to here that closed five years ago. <laughs> uh, your voice, your charisma, and sympathy. Your internal and external beauty. Mr. Big, for me it was and always will be one of the greatest bands of all time. My ringtone is to be with you. And my five-year-old son is learning to sing all the songs. LOL. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Cute. That's cute. Yeah. I mean, like. Why won't you lead with, like, this song is my ringtone? I don't know why it's always someone who's 40 and there's, like. And they liked this song since they were 10. Yeah. Like, that's been, like, five comments. There are three comments. I mean, this. like, it's 30 years old, so it's, like, you're turning... Like, I don't think... To me, like, 10 isn't an age you have nostalgia for. 
Maybe because well, I just don't remember being 10 at The only all. thing I remember when I was being 10, do you know the movie Mighty Joe Young? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's in that? Scarlett Johansson? No, she probably wasn't even born. Yet. Well, it's someone, and they have a short, Charlize Theron, maybe? They have a short, perm haircut, and it looks so hot. And both me and my sister were like, we want that haircut. So we got it. And I just ended up looking like Justin Timberlake. Probably because all I wore instead of like a cool tank top with a big monkey friend, I just <laughs> had like a crew neck gray sweater with snap pants. And <laughs> hey, I wore like every day. You know? And glasses. You and your tan, <laughs> Charlize when she's in her prime of her life. You know, I can't it? wait to comment when I'm 40, like on the soundtrack from Mighty Joe Young. Like. <laughs> The song uh, was an inspiration for my look when I was 10, <laughs> and again when I'm 40. Yeah, not only do we read uh, YouTube comments on the show, we make them. <laughs> we make them. I was going to say, you're 40. You have to, like, make a comment soon. That's what I'm raging against. Oh. Raging against these type of comments. Well, you have to make a good one and, like, slip it in here. Because nostalgia, poison. 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 <laughs> Uh, Jenna Din, <laughs> 2021, heard this masterpiece since 2005, and it took me just 14 years to really found somebody want to be with me and want to be with, and I want to <laughs> thank you, Mr. Big, you're a legend. <laughs> okay, why did they put at the beginning 2021? I'm going to comment on, uh, like, Aerosmith's video and say, Thank you, Aerosmith. I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> I don't want to fall asleep. Thank you, Aerosmith. Is this how you're telling me you're going to fight the Armageddon? <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, I think that they think the singer of the song is named Mr. Big, like Hootie. You know, like people think <laughs> that. I heard this masterpiece since 2005, which was like 15 years after it came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. It took me just 14 years. <laughs> Wait. There's a lot going on. 2005 plus 14. That's 2019. 18. Then why at the beginning did they write 2021? They just remembered to like Do they thank... edit it every year? They just remembered to like, oh shit, you know what I never did? I never thanked the band Mr. Big Fuck. for helping me find somebody. And they're a legend. <laughs> they're a legend. <laughs> That's my new favorite adjective. You're a legend. legend. You're a legend. Joanne Degenstein. Wow. I have not heard this song since the early 90s. Knew all the lyrics. Felt the true emotion. I live this song. <laughs> How have you not heard this song since the 90s? Is that? It's on every single Anne. day. She lives this song. How do you live this song? Tell me. J-Lo, not sorry. <laughs> J-Lo dot, not sorry. <laughs> That's on my new blog. Please. It's J-Lo's blog where she just... Talk shit about Alex yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah, not sorry. J-Lo, not, not sorry. Uh, classics. Back when songs actually had lyrics that has meaning. Still so good listening. 5 September 2019. <laughs> Smiley, Smiley face. Classics. Like, I mean. J-Lo, not what sorry. Are you I mean, have you even heard Watermelon Sugar? Yeah, have you even heard Watermelon Sugar? Talk about lyrics that has yeah. meaning. Yeah. You want a song that has meaning? Watermelon Sugar. Hi. Hey, it's a song title. <laughs> Watermelon Sugar. First lyrics. 
tastes like strawberry. It'll <laughs> <laughs> never not be funny. I know. <sighs> okay. Just some a few more comments left here. Despondency music. Six versions of me from different universes singing to my lady. Excuse me. What the fuck? (laughs) Is it the same lady in every universe? Oh, yeah. Or is it the six versions of them from different universes Joined together in one universe to sing to their lady. Sam's a big fan of uh, Philip K. I'm a big K. brain. Dick. I'm a big fan of Dick. I don't know who <laughs> Philip K. is. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, so remember the last line? Uh, one of the commenters. Sure. Uh, on this comment, Bruce Wayne. Oh, Bane! Oh my God, this is the opposite of Bane. This one came back to me after a beautiful, caring friend reminded me how important it is to express oneself. Thanks, Kenzie. <laughs> Did he mean her a Gen Z? Yeah. It's Robin. Oh, His friend yeah. who reminded him. Oh, boy. Like, this reminds me of when my parents were dead. And they still are. Okay, just a couple left here. I know, sorry. Aaron R. writes, Mr. Big stole my heart 30 years ago today, and I have never looked back. Have been privy to see them twice and meet the band. Later, met Paul and Eric on separate occasions. Have Billy as a friend on Facebook. Miss Pat with all of my heart and think of him every day. Very few bands have have had ever touched my heart and soul like Mr. Big. And probably never will. So is Mr. Big a, a band you can just meet? Because, like, this is, what, the second or third comment where it's like, we met him. You just have to go to the county fair. You can find me. I wish I had Facebook so I could, like, friend Billy on Facebook. Just because someone accepts your friend request doesn't mean you're friends, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron R. Also, everyone who's ever had a friend request with me. (laughs) Finally, the final comment. Yip, yip. Love the name. Out of all the songs I've heard from the 1960s on, parentheses, the Beatles, <laughs> this is the one that I like the most. Thank you. I will play this song later for my son. Long live rock and roll. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yep, yep. Wow, 1992. What a year. What a year indeed. Wow. 30 years ago. Feels like yesterday. Oh, it does. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed. Rate, review, subscribe. And you can follow us on social media. At Music Was Better. Find all the links at musicwasbetter.com. Cool. Yeah, but until next week, uh, next week we'll be going back for the first time to the 2000s. For spring break, baby! That's right, spring break. We're Get going your suntan to, lotion. We're going to Cancun. We're gonna, Get your beer bomb. Yeah, we're going to meet some, Get your some strange and string play the thong song. Woo! So yeah, if you're into that, you know where to be next Tuesday. You know Tuesday. where to see us. So until next time, I'm Vince. And I'm Sammers. See you next Tuesday. Toot toot!